This episode of Weed and Grub is brought to you by Quinn. Quinn is an alt-cannabinoid brand that offers real THC products, everything from edibles to vapes, and they ship to all 50 states. How do they do that? Well, they can do it because their THC products are all extracted from hemp. All their products are third-party tested, and they use pure, clean ingredients to give you a quality buzz. Check out their Super Blends disposable vapes. Think live resin. But these vapes have a variety of major and minor cannabinoids, including THCO, Delta-8, CBG, and CBN. Check out Quinn online and use our promo code WEEDANDGRUB at checkout to get 25% off your next order. Visit MyQuinnQWIN.com. That's M-Y-Q-W-I-N.com and use code WEEDANDGRUB at checkout to get 25% off Quinn's edibles, vapes, concentrates, and more. Get it. Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. Let's go. Okay, this all started way, way, way back when. Do you want to know when? Uh, Or do you want to lay out a little bit of what happened first, and then I will tell you when this happened? Okay, what happened first is that Buddha on Top Chef made a dish called Marry Me Pasta, Mm -hmm. which basically, we won't give any spoilers. If you're watching Top Chef, uh, that episode is already aired. You can go check it out. It was like a really moving dish, though, that he made that was like inspired by his beautiful wife. And it was delicious looking pasta. Yes. No and, wonder they got married. Yeah. And it yeah, it was a pasta that I think she cooked him. He fell in love with her because of that pasta because he was like, I, I could spend the rest of my life with this person, which is a great reason to fall in love with someone is because they cook you a delicious meal. That's the best reason that I've ever heard. Absolutely. And then I was flipping through Bon Appetit in your apartment and I saw this pasta and I was like, I've been craving pasta ever since I watched that episode. And this pasta looks great. Squash. Summer squash with... Anchovy. A whole whack, a whole pack of anchovies. Uh-huh. Uh, a pound and a half of shallot. Yeah. And six, but we added eight cloves of garlic. So much garlic. So much garlic. Turmeric, red pepper flakes, lemon, bucatini, basil, hazelnuts, chopped hazelnuts. The whole delicious. But then when we made it, well, anyway, we realized as we were buying the ingredients that it wasn't. It was sort of like the opposite of Mary Me Pasta. It was going to be. Friend, so, friend's own pasta. Yeah. I mean, it's so much <laughs> garlic. It's so much onion or shallot. A pound and a half. And, and hot pepper. Yeah. <laughs> so this is definite friend's own pasta. So I brought uh, our leftovers of the pasta to eat on pod just to like reminisce about as we tell this story. Okay. Because okay. two things when we talk about friend's own pasta. Yeah. One is as I was trying to cut the shallots because it was a pound and a half of shallots, I started crying and I was like, I can't deal with this like it's too many shallots for me to cut and then you were like and then i put on your aviator sunglasses to try and cut (laughs) shallots at night in sunglasses in your place and you were like give it to me i don't cry from onions and shallot that's right you don't do i don't i don't i mean i i'm not affected the way you are you were like truly i looked over and you had tears streaming down your face chopping shallots in my fucking aviators it, you looked insane and i was like he's definitely gonna take off a finger also absolutely those shades are not great <laughs> no I, like i may as well have been listening to old yeller or yeah. something like, it was you know, crazy it was, yeah. i was like let me take over and then you were like well, yeah you don't have and i was like no i don't have a issue with it and you know why why it's because i cry so much in real life <laughs> i cry all the time mm-hmm. that um when it comes to like shallots onions whatever fuck out of here yeah i i have so many tears all the time 
they they yeah they don't even touch me so so we made friend zone pasta friend zone pasta which is the idea is like let's deep say friend zone deep friend zone so many anchovies in here it's so good and it's so mm-hmm. umami but the idea is like this is when that dude comes over who obviously has a crush on you mm-hmm. and you're like yeah i'll make you dinner and then you make something with so much garlic so much anchovy so much shallot so much mm-hmm. umami that it's he's gonna get the picture he's got turmeric in it which basically i just dropped some on my shirt and it stained me it's like not a good idea for dating. No, or Ooh, trying this to make is out so good when cold or hook up. It's fucking delicious, but it's messy. Mm-hmm. It's spicy. You cannot hook onion-y. up with this pasta. You cannot. You cannot eat this pasta and then kiss anyone. Maybe Archie. <laughs> Maybe I could kiss Archie afterwards. Um. So mm. that's the beginning of the story. Right. So before we get into the fucking insanity that happened what up mary jane how's it going mike it is about to get real gross it's about to get (laughs) super fucking disgusting (laughs) but welcome to weed and grub everyone Mm -hmm. this is a podcast about comedy cannabis cooking culture calling shit out and um another kind of culture that you didn't want to know was growing in your house yeah oh yeah 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 deep mold okay so the last time we used your dutch oven Yep, was, our Dutch oven. We bought that shit together with um, it was a it was a like a joint Christmas gift to each other. That's right. Instead of getting each other things, we were like, we'll buy this together because we're gonna cook together. That's right. Because yeah. we were like, and, and everyone needs a heavy Le Creuset. Yeah, you know, a heavy bottom pan that holds the heat. It lives at my house, but we do have shared custody. It belongs to both of us. <laughs> there is a contract. <laughs> yep, we wrote it out. It's notarized. Fifty fifty. Yep. <laughs> it can come over to your house on holidays if you want it. Well, it might need to fall into my custody because you yeah. are not treating it well at I all. I am a bad Le Creuset. Uh, owner. The last time we used it, we made that mushroom ragu, ragu because um, we were going to do a bolognese. And then I think we were both like, no, let's do like meatless Sunday it, supper. It was a vegan bolognese. Yeah. It was, you know, the quote unquote vegan bolognese. And it didn't work as a vegan bolognese. It was a delicious mushroomy nutty pasta. Yeah. Great. So this is another uh, two pot dish. The second pot is to boil the pasta, but everything else just lives in one pot and then you blend it up and you mix it all together. So I wanted to put all of the veg, all the shallot, all of the squash into the Le Creuset because then you don't need to dirty any bowls. And I opened it and in it was a brick of mold with a spoon that was covering the length of it. Also furry, green, white, and moldy. And the stench that hit our noses is i don't know that i can describe it if i'm going to be honest i have never smelled anything that revolting in my life it would be hard to be accurate about how absolutely fucking disgusting it was it did immediately made me make me think that i've joked that i have a ghost in my house because my dog acts weird now i know it wasn't a ghost it was the mold in my le creuset that was freaking everyone out yeah because they can like smell yeah danger he's like that, that shit is not safe it is gonna soon grow and come into your room and smother you in your sleep fuck yeah yeah is. that's not a ghost that's just toxic mold so do you want to know the last time we cooked together and the last time we opened that le creuset because i have a video of us making that oh mushroom ragu god it's time stamped on your phone Please do you want to know me. oh my god how many months how many months how many months was old mushroom ragu sitting in your hot house yep and i will say that the dutch oven was very firmly lidded so until we pulled that lid off we could not smell it it wasn't like you would walk past it and oh get but a palm. your animals absolutely good well, archie yeah he's a super smeller he's a dog yeah and i'm sure bobo has also been having some issues but you and i with our our schnozzes we didn't smell that true okay february 27th oh my god <laughs> 
February 27th. That's four months. <laughs> I mean, that's how long some animals gestate. Like, that is a full gestation period for some species of animals. Yeah, like a snake. And some fucking molds. And some molds, yeah. Holy smokes. Oh, my God. That is so gross. Because you know what the worst part of that is? You know how you truly dread becoming your parents? Mm-hmm. I have huge fears about it. And we used to make fun of my mom because there was this story of, have I told you the petrified goose story? No. So in my family at Christmas, we eat goose. Um, It's my dad's English tradition. And so it's just once a year and it's only for Christmas. And that's when the goose gets put on the special Christmas platter. And one year my mother was pulling the hot goose out of the oven and she was like, where's the platter? And we all went looking for it. and We couldn't find it anywhere. We looked high and low, and then finally my sister was like, wait a second, and she pulled the door open to the cold pantry, which we stored a lot of stuff in, and it was kind of like the liquor closet and a bunch of stuff, and we just didn't ever go in there. And the goose from the last year was on the <gasps> platter, no, mummified in the cold pantry, and it was perfect. It was petrified, so it didn't actually smell. It was like truly like a, a petrified goose situation, and we pulled it out. And we dumped it. I mean, I think we took a bunch of pictures and laughed about it a lot. And then we dumped it in the garbage, cleaned off the platter, put the hot goose on it, served our Christmas dinner, and it just became part of our Christmas lore. It was like, remember the year of the petrified goose. And I would relentlessly make fun of my mother for that and be like, how could you? Who could forget? And now how the worm has turned. (laughs) And here I am with a Dutch oven full of the grossest funk from something I made four months ago. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's just crazy. I'm mortified. I mean, I truly. stepped back like a man who found a body at the beginning of Law and Order. Oh, yeah. Like, I leapt back like, whoa, yeah, what like, is this? The next adaptation of a Danish murder series that they're making that's set in LA, they should definitely cast you as the guy who finds the body because Thank you. you were horrified at the, the motions on your face. You made a retching sound. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no, <laughs> what's happening? Yeah. And then you just turned to me with wide, wide eyes and you were like, I, you had no words. No, I was taken aback because like. Yeah, it, I'm you know, also taken aback. Yeah. It, and I think like the thing that was so cool about it, though, was that we still use the Le Creuset. Yeah. We still cook we this delicious bucatini. We made the friend zone pasta. You hit, them with, you hit it with the bleach. Oh, yeah. It was like it, yeah. it was like we were hiding a body. Like it was Absolutely. a 100%. It was the shallow grave <laughs> of pasta making. <laughs> fucking sure it really was because it was like yeah you're taken aback what have i done and then the next thing you're like get out the bleach we gotta hide this it was crazy it was absolutely wild um i yeah i don't even know what to say about it 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 was so many things it was so many things that i didn't ever want to have happen in my home um i feel truly uh okay about it now though because the um dutch oven mold culture creature that was created through this situation um i did invent a silver polish with that so all you need to do if you want to polish your silver is you put your silver spoon in uh this kind of a situation in that environment four month old regular four months later that (laughs) silver spoon man when i really scrubbed it off i was like oh this is like some like chemical reaction that polishes silver interesting cool cool my one really nice silver spoon that i inherited from my grandmother looks awesome i love it so um we're gonna be on gold belly and if you would like old mushroom ragu that polishes your silver we will ship it internationally to you yeah it will take about four months yeah from order to 
ship. If you are looking for a science experiment to have in your very own home, I mean, I always think of that guy who infected himself with ringworm to cure himself of his allergies. I've talked to you about that, dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fascinating that makes episode my skin crawl too. of This American Life. There was a guy who was suffering from horrible allergies, and he heard that if he infected himself with ringworm, it could potentially control the, the, his histamine levels. And he went to the Congo, stomped around in a latrine, gave himself ringworm, and actually did like kind of um, moderate his allergies. And then he was selling his own ringworm, which he was harvesting from his poop. So we could use this culture as the mother culture. I could probably dig some out of my carburetor. Let's do it. And we could harvest some of that mushroom ragu, just like a mushroom culture. Absolutely. And send it to people in little tiny Tupperwares for your silver polish. Bon appetit. Are you listening? New business venture. Sharks? <laughs> <laughs> we are turning something disgusting, revolting, and hideous into gold. Gold. I yeah. tell ya, gold. Uh, or wow. mold. Well, nice. <laughs> I'm going to put this away because I'll put it over next to me because I am going to eat some candy that Snack Plug sent us. Actually, we should talk about your Canadian candy on a more delicious tip. Yes, let's turn from the disgusting to the delicious. First, I would like to say thank you to Snack Plug. I didn't know that Skittles made Chewies, so there's no candy shell. It's just raw dog in the inside Whoa. of the Skittle. How fun is that? Can I have? Can I try? Can yeah, I? Yeah, snack plugs the stuff. Check out at snack plug on Instagram. Um, is that what not really got? an ad? They just hit us up and they're like, "Could we send you some snacks?" And we're like, "Please do." So we have a bunch of delicious snacks to try for the next handful of apps. All of these, yeah, we'll we'll definitely have to spread this out because they sent you so much. This huge bag of like Haribo, um, like this ribbon of licorice there's oh my god look at these naked ass skittles oh my god a naked skittle i'm nervous to see what this is oh like. i love it you do i love it Ooh, i would oh. eat these by the fucking mountain oh they're kind of like jelly full. bellies mm. oh that's awesome that's interesting and huh. they're black oh this is interesting too i wonder where these are from hmm um it's orange lime lemon strawberry and black currant hmm where are these from? That who makes who makes nude Skittles? <laughs> the nudest Skittles. They're probably from the Netherlands or somewhere. I bet you. Progress with like that. Yeah, I bet you. Really, like naked a place, things. Yeah, a place that like you look good naked. You mm -hmm. want all your food naked. Mm -hmm. Everything's naked. Yeah, let's all be naked together. Yeah. Hot people. This is naked. hot people candy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. for sure. Speaking of hot people candy. Okay. Um, You changed my fucking world with that Canadian chocolate. Nice. I don't think U.S. chocolate is good at all. After being able to taste something from Canada, it mm -hmm. tastes like chocolate. You taste flavors. All this like American stuff, I didn't know, but it just tastes like fucking sugar. It's crazy yeah. how delicious everything you brought home is. Nice. I would I would agree with that. There were definitely some Canadian chocolates that I had when I was home that I was like, oh, these are too crazy. Like there were a couple. I love the Arrow bars. My favorite of all time is the Arrow Mint. Where is that? Is, right there. Yeah, we have the little here. Arrow Mint bites here. For everyone on YouTube. Yeah. So we've got the Arrow Minis, which is like these like bubbly. If you've never had an Arrow, it's just basically like aerated chocolate that's then enrobed in solid chocolate. So it's like a fun bite. And the Arrow Mint Minis, the inside is mint and the outside is chocolate. And they're super fucking delicious. But now they've come out with this whole line of like truffle flavors where they have like um, Nanaimo Bar and like... Um, What's a Nanaimo? Tir tiramisu. Oh, a Nanaimo bar is a famous Canadian dessert that's like incredibly sweet. It's made with like condensed milk and um, like poured kind of fudgy ganache. And it's very sweet and very Yum. intense chocolatey um, custardy kind of bite. 
Um, but anyway, they have some flavors that are too sweet. But you can't go wrong with an arrow. You can't go wrong with a coffee crisp. That's you, your favorite candy. The coffee crisp is my favorite. Yeah. Um, I've got, I feel like we've been talking about the Canadian chocolate on here for a while. We don't need to get too deep into it. Wait, did we already talk about it? Yeah. We when? talked about the coffee crisp. We did? A couple weeks ago. Really? Mm-hmm. Was I on that app? It was the loose moose. It was oh, a tight elk. Remember, we talked God. about turtles, and then you had someone write into you about turtles. Well, we'll get into that okay. later. Yeah. That's that's a situation. Uh-huh. I will talk about that in a bit. I also should say thank you to everyone who came to my defense after that loose moose tight elk and said that they play popcorn triangulation. Oh, man. I appreciate every single DM saying that you scoop it. You love how intricate the puzzle pieces mm-hmm. fit when you're taking a kernel or taking kernels out of the bag and putting them in your mouth. So shout out to everyone who is not a shoveler, but is a triangulator when it comes to your movie popcorn experience. Yeah, Thank sh- you, Corey. Yeah, Jordan, I know, got him. Thank you, Jordan. Yeah. I'm just saying. Name some more names. Who got? No, yeah. I'm just going to like live high on my horse. I'm riding this horse all the way to the dusk. I did dunk on you really hard for what I thought was an insane idea that clearly is very popular and that I had no concept of. The popcorn triangulation. I'm going to send you pictures of my hand every time I'm in a movie theater. I don't need to see that. It's going to be <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> portrait good. mode. I'm going to ask someone else to take it. Oh, my God. I'm going to bring a light kit. Nope. I don't need it. <laughs> I'm going to start sending you pictures of my feet. I know. You're going to be like, please, no. God. Holding kernels. Yeah. Holding oh, yeah. popcorn. Just kernels between my toes oh. just to get you back. <laughs> uh, fucking gross. Fucking gross. Which, oh, I do also want to talk about movie... Um, etiquette because of that loose moose. Yes. So I know that last time I was talking about how great it's been to go to movie theaters that are now on stoner time Yeah. because previews, like the movie starts at 10 mm-hmm. and then the movie doesn't actually start to like 10, 15. Right. Well, I saw fucking Jurassic World two days ago. The movie was at 10. It didn't start till 1030. There was fucking commercials for Hardee's and shit like that. Go fuck yourself, movies. Yo, that is not okay. That is a two and a half hour movie. And you know I'm trapped. And you're like kidnapping me with advertisements for a whole half hour before you even get to the goddamn previews. Fuck off. I'm not okay with that. And you should not bring your goddamn kid to the movie theater after 7 p.m. I think Mm. 7 is reasonable. Little kid. Little kid. Uh, Yeah, any child, uh, I don't know ages for kids. I don't know how they work. But like seven, (laughs) something like seven. Littles. Like like, uh, what's a well-behaved age? Seven? No age. No age. You know, generally like the, like when you get to like 10, 11, 12, I feel like they can sit still for a couple hours. Okay. So like a PG, someone who might understand a PG-13 movie. Right. Uh, Well, don't bring your fucking sleeping baby and think they're going to sleep through Tyrannosaurus roars. Oh. Fucking hell, man. It was a packed movie theater at the Grove. And um, like even kids who I again I like let's say they're nine, they would be looking back at this couple and being like, "Can you stop? Like you need to leave. It's you can't stay here." Because the baby was crying. Because the baby was talking. It was just oh, like bah, 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 a, bah, bah, bah. oh okay, bah, 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 bah. like that. You can't stay. You're not allowed to stay. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You can't do it. And um and so I'm just like looking for Biden or anyone progressive when they run to maybe run on the platform of like banning children from movies after seven PM. Okay. What do you think? Um I'm not against it. I don't know if that's a federal issue, but um maybe you think that's a, a state situation. We could get in touch with mayors, maybe, or you know, okay. county officials. I don't I don't necessarily feel like the US federal Malls. government has to be involved in that. Okay. I feel like they're, you know, up there with like you know, regulating 
you know, it ta- goes guns. <laughs> let me tell you my priorities. Okay. <laughs> guns. Yep. Gun control. Okay. Movie theater children. Okay. Before reproductive rights or after? Mm. I feel like reproductive rights should come next because then that would affect children in movie theaters. Boom. Okay. Okay. We got I'm with it. it. Okay. <laughs> so gun control, reproductive rights, and then we got to legislate around kids in movie theaters. Okay. Top three, baby. I'm on it. I'm, I'm all No, about baby. That. Yeah. Yeah. It can be, that can be federal. Cool. Okay. Great. <laughs> um, we should get to our news. And also, we need to talk about Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. I am a pretty big freaking fan of Quinn. Me too. I Not only do I like who they are and what they do, but I also love their packaging and I like how high I get. Um, yep. They've right got n- these disposable vapes going Check right these now. Out. Well, like here, I'll do it like this. They yep. hooked us up with so many flavors from Thug Passion to Lemonade to Lychee to Mimosa to Moonies to Orange Squeeze to Puff Berries to Blue Dream. This is Super Sour Diesel. And they're in a bunch of different cannabinoids. Like they've got THCO. Delta 8, Delta 9, CBN, CBG, all different kinds. So you can go on their website at myquin.com and use our code. Weed and Grub. For 25% off. And you can also check out their line of edibles. And yeah, they've got all sorts of stuff. They've got these orange pistachio mm, 50 milligram cookies. Ooh, how's that? Fucking orangey and delicious. 50 milligram cookie? Yep. Nice. Yeah. Let me see the package. I'll hold they've it up. They've also got um, dark chocolate cappuccino, toffee Oreo. Um, a bunch of different flavors in their edibles. Anyway, go check out myquin.com and they can ship to all 50 states, which is awesome. We've had a few listeners write in and just let us know that they ordered and um, we're so stoked about it. So thank you all for supporting like the folks that support us too. A hundred percent. Yeah. Weed and grub, 25% off. Hell yeah. Yeah. Do you want to do some news? I do want to do some news. Oh, I like the way that you said that. Mm-hmm. News with the liquid U. <laughs> Oh, the news. Tuning into the news. Um, this news, this Grubble Gazette, is presented by, or presented by, it was uh, written at SciPost.org. Okay. Um, which is a psychopharmacology uh, website, I guess. Anyway, the headline is that a longitudinal twin study finds little evidence that mild cannabis use impairs physical health. And they did this by studying 308 sets of twins. They published this study in the uh, journal Drug and Alcohol Dependence, and it explored the association between cannabis use and physical health. And um, it just was looking into like the physical health effects of alcohol and tobacco use and all that kind of stuff has been really well studied, but not much at all is known about the effects of cannabis use. So to get a better understanding of the physical health aspects, the study author and her team examined data from a co-twin control study. So where one twin would use cannabis and the other wouldn't. And they basically discovered that there was no um, detrimental effect of cannabis on physical health. That's so fucking fascinating. Yeah. And using the twins, I have to assume it has to do with some kind of DNA genetic makeup where you can like really dial in a control and uh, test group because twins are pretty much built the same, right? They're exactly the same. Yeah. They're monozygotic, which means that they share 100% of their genetic makeup, which means that they're, you know, mapped exactly the same. So if one ingests something and the other ingests something, it would have the same, you know, effect. Yeah. And so they... um controlled for shared genetic and environmental factors when examining the outcomes. And um, it's super interesting. It's just published recently. And, uh, you know, just like more data to prove that cannabis is not bad for you. Uh, You know, there are obviously reasons to be careful around it and reasons to, you know, like figure out what works for you, but just as a substance that it is a plant and that it's not going to um, affect your health like something, you know, would detrimentally like alcohol or tobacco. 
Yeah. And also twins rule. Fucking fascinating. Yeah. Damn. So I'm hearing you say that all scientific experiments should be done with twins. <laughs> Is that what I'm hearing? Sure. Wow. Great. Priority number four. Yes. <laughs> More twins. More twin studies so we can figure out what's going on. <laughs> do you want to get to Buds of the Week? I do. Do you want to go first or second? You go first. Yes. I'm glad because <laughs> this is coming in real hot. My bud of the week this week is Mike Milke, uh, M-I-E-L-K-E, Milke. Okay. And uh, it is at Mikey underscore likes underscore it underscore 13. <laughs> Mikey likes it 13. Who wrote, if you two ever come up to con- Ontario, Canada, hit me up. We are your Canadian cannabis counterpart. Great mics think alike. I'll have loads of turtles, coffee crisp, and popcorn math games for all of you. P.S. Awesome pod. Totally agree with 99.9% of everything you two say. Nothing can ever be 100%. Keep on token with a heart emoji and a Canadian flag emoji. So I wrote back and I was like, hey, heck yeah. Shout out to turtles. And then he hit me with pictures of turtles and raw cones that he bought and the entire convenience store in a Canadian oh, uh, convenience yes. store. Look at all those turtles. There's Kit Kats. Coffee crisps, Coffee I see. crisps. Mm-hmm. There's like three different types of turtles you can get. And so, yo, Mike, I'm almost out. So we got to <laughs> come to Canada. You're my butt of the week so that we can be turtle friends and smoke up together. It would be a dream come true. Mary Jane brought these for me. It is now my top candy of all time, and I can't wait to eat more, but I'm almost out. So we got to make a Canada trip and kick it with Mikey. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. They are delicious. That's my butt of the week. And nice. uh, and he's a he's a real bud. Yeah. Yeah. Real bud. I'm eating a turtle while you do yours. And I see you. Real bud. My bud of the week is Danny Mo 13, D-N-I-M-O-1-3. Danny and I met at a wedding a few months back and just had a great time hanging out and dancing. And um, she just re- recently hit me up because she's got a uh, new show called The Hot Box TV Show. And you can follow that at the Hotbox TV show on IG as well. And it's basically interviewing your favorite stoner celebrities. And there's a hashtag pot girl summer 2022 tour and it just sounds like a lot of fun and danny was really cool i know she loves um wrestling and like just a bunch of like fun you know entertainment stuff and so uh she is super cool and i just wanted to shout her out and everything she's doing just seems like she's making cool stuff happen she also has in her bio on ig tijuanafightnights.com so what is that i I don't know give her a follow she's fucking fun as hell tijuana fight nights is um Oh, professional boxing events hosted in downtown Tijuana and streamed live in English and Spanish. So we got to go to Canada, kick it with Mike and eat some turtles, <laughs> come through here, record some apps, yep. and then head on down to Tijuana for some fight nights. Why not? I'll bring the turtles. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. That sounds awesome. Cool. Babs, you're more than welcome to come. Yeah. Our very special guest, our VIB this week, Babs Gray. Such a fun hang. Doing so many cool things. Yeah. Uh, serious things. Yeah. World changing things. Yeah. And then also being really funny and great at comedy while doing it. And podcasting the hell out of everything. Real hot pod. Yeah. Lady to lady. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think what's really cool before we get to Babs is like met her right when I moved here like six years ago. And you just like lose touch with people. And then the pandemic happens. And then all of a sudden it's like. Some of you may know who Babs Gray is because Britney Spears' conservatorship is ending thanks to the like free Britney ignition, movement. free Britney movement yeah. by this person. And then I'm like, it's like seeing someone on TV that you know from a commercial and you're right. like, holy cow, you're doing some big shit. This yeah. is so exciting. I'm so happy for you. That's awesome. It's really, really cool. Yeah. So um, this was just a really great chat and it's nice to catch up with somebody who's like crazy talented. 
crazy talented and I fangirled all over her. So <laughs> sorry about that, Babs, but it was great to meet you and this was a cool hang. Heck yeah. Well, without further ado, here's our interview with Babs Gray. Mike, I know you dig a good buzz. MJ, you really do know me. Yeah, and I know that if you're on the road doing comedy and you're traveling to states where cannabis is still illegal, you might want to make sure that you're bringing along options that are safe for you to travel with. 100%. And I'm here to tell you that no matter where you are, you do have options with Quinn. That's right. Quinn is an alt-cannabinoid brand that is selling real THC products, everything from edibles to vapes, and they ship to all 50 states. How do they ship to all 50 states? Well, dig this. Their THC products are all extracted from hemp, so it's an amazing way to go. All Quinn products are third-party tested, and they use only the cleanest ingredients to give you a quality high. Try their Super Blends Disposable Vapes. It's like live resin, but these vapes have a variety of major and minor cannabinoids like THCO, Delta-8, CBG, and CBN. And they're legal in all 50 states because they're derived from hemp. And you can use our coupon code to get 25% off your next order. Just type in Weed and Grub at checkout. Go to MyQuinn, that's M-Y-Q-W-I-N.com, and use promo code Weed and Grub to get 25% off. M-Y-Q-W-I-N.com. <sighs> Babs, so, what's up? Nothing. I'm just here enjoying hanging out. I've been cool. very excited about uh, talking to you for a long time because I've seen you perform many times. I've oh, listened cool. to your great podcast, and just I'm a big fan of your work. And so when Mike was like... Yeah, we can we can get Babs as a guest. I was like, okay. Oh, hell All yeah. Right. Thank you. That's cool. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to do it. And uh, I'm here. I don't know. I just <laughs> totally fangirled too hard out the gate. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was true because I was like, I was like, um, this was when we were trying five years ago to do this. Yeah. Um, before uh China released that virus. Mm. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh and you had dropped your album. And it was like, oh, please come on the pod to talk about your album. And then the whole world exploded. And so, right. like, sorry, it was. I guess it was that. Yeah, my album's fault. It was. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to get to as well. You were swimming in the zeitgeist at the time because of the Free Britney movement, yeah. which you were, you know, spearheading to some degree. Mm -hmm. So spears heading. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I. Yeah, no, my. I had a podcast that like kicked off the Free Britney movement and. It was, I mean, I'm still recovering. It was like the wildest part of my life. But um, yeah, so I think like I was all, I can't remember if you asked around that, but I was also like, you know, people were like asking so much of us sometimes. I was like, I can't talk anymore. You know, we'd have to like wake up in the middle of the night and do random Zooms to like be on morning talk shows across the world. And, like BBC shows? Yeah. Really? Because they were, they wanted our commentary on stuff all the time. And so we were always just like doing weird interviews. And Well, we're already starting there. So can we give context to what we're talking about really quickly? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, I kind of jumped in there. So I, ha I have a podcast called Britney's Graham that um, me and my co-host Tess Barker, who I also have another podcast with, Lady to Lady, our comedy podcast. Um, we basically started this podcast called Britney's Graham as like a joke to look at her Instagram posts in a fun way because we were fans and we just thought they were funny. And that was like, we started that in 2018. And then um, we started like looking more intensely at her conservatorship. And it basically snowballed. Into, we got like a whistleblower voicemail about what was going on with Britney and it snowballed into the free Britney movement thing. And because you were you the know. first people to really call attention to how heinous this conservative ship was. Yeah, we were like, we were the only people really paying, really paying close attention. Because 
Tess has investigative uh, reporting like background and so and she's just very curious and like wants to dig around and stuff so she was really she started digging around the actual like court files of which there were a lot available but you had to do a lot of work to like look in them and she started going to hearings and like nobody was there you know it was just her and so that's like where it's we were just paying attention at the right time I think because then shit started happening with Britney where she like disappeared and canceled her new show and all that shit so and she was effect my understanding is that she was sort of effectively muzzled by the conservatorships so she wasn't able to really speak out on her own behalf mm -hmm. so you were the ones who did that for her yeah with you know like basically digging into and it's sort of exposing like the abuse really of that arrangement with um her family yeah she wasn't um she tried to you know go to the judge before and talk about how she didn't want to be you know her friends knew her brother even talked on podcast how she <laughs> didn't want to be in the conservatorship but yeah she couldn't really speak and so you know we would joke about how the her instagram was coded messages but then it like also also seemed real and we were like oh my god she is like sending messages that blinking one wasn't there one about there her was, eyelids or something? there was like a there were a few that i was like all right this is like going a little too far i think at that point when people were like wear yellow and then she wore a yellow shirt we were like i don't know but you know people are just gonna call us crazy if we point that out so we'll so we'll try to like bring more facts to the table so we were trying to like really like be, be diligent and you know be like i know this seems like a fan thing but it's not this person needs us so thank god honestly yeah. because i think when things get to that level even the johnny depp amber heard trial like as soon as it got like into memes and takes and all right. that stuff like i'd couldn't find facts anymore mm -hmm. and so props for being like no 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 like this is a real thing with a real person no we we, we wanted to be taken seriously because no one was you know it was like a really long journey to get taken seriously and then so we released the the episode called free britney in like early tw oh my god i can't get my years right 2019 i think and then um and then that documentary Framing Britney Spears came out like a year after that. And that's when people actually were like, oh, this is like real and serious. So I feel like that really like kicked it to the next level, you know. All during the COVID lockdown. Yeah, all during lockdown. It was a wild, I mean, we when were like. people really needed something to pay a lot of attention <laughs> yes. to in a very yes. intense way. Yeah. Wow. People could really like, yeah, get their claws into it. So they did. And, you know, people yeah like really worked and then when she spoke in court it was like the final nail in the coffin and everything kind of fell up apart from there so it was just like this incredible feat you know when it was all said and done did you feel like relief did you feel like holy cat i kind of helped change the world in a way like or were you just like cool i'm gonna go back and get on stage <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think it was a combo of both i was definitely ready to like try to be a comic again and you know um yeah I it was it was just like I can't even describe how intense it was but um I'm so incredibly glad yeah that we went through with it and you that, are like, okay, she got cool. of course I mean she you know she's free and like that is not in any way just our you know doing a million people helped and her of course like you know it was up to her actually coming forward finally um and really putting her foot down and like being brave enough to do that in the face of her dad who you know i think is a total piece of shit but um yeah i'm so happy like it was incredible the day she got free like it was just like such a release you know we had this big dance party in west hollywood and it was like the best whoa really yeah oh awesome yeah it was great and we we call we said we had these balloons that said freed britney and she tweeted freed britney or instagrammed it that day like after we even were you know we didn't even know she, that she was gonna do that so it was awesome 
That's so cool. Yeah. Wow. It, was, oh, it was pretty cool. Also, her Instagram still rocks. It's it's amazing. I mean, <laughs> that's like I do miss doing the show sometimes because like it was incredible this week because she had all these amazing wedding photos, just like her with Madonna and Drew Barrymore and all this stuff and her like carriage. And then yesterday was just this like three pictures in a row of the same picture of her with her hands over her face. And the caption was like, I've never taken a photo like this with my hands on my face. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, I love that this is the follow up to the fucking wedding photos. It was killing me. Just so charming. (laughs) Yeah. So detached from reality and so damn charming. She's just, yeah, she's like, she's so herself, I think. And like, you know, she obviously is trying to process stuff through Instagram now. You know, that's kind of the only where place where like hearing anything. And um, it's interesting. She was kind of going these rants about like how pissed she is at everybody. And I think she's just really processing like years and years of trauma and trying to like, you know, figure out. Yeah, yeah. like like path. when she came for her sister mm-hmm. at that time. That's the first time. Man, you know, it's cool to talk to you because you were at the center of something that is so like global amongst one of the biggest stars of all time and it's it's like being able to talk to you and be like oh if i go see this person in concert they're just killing it and i'm so excited to be there but they're a fucking person and it is like hard to remember that they're a person and then when britney came for her sister and like put her on blast because i think her sister was like you're her sister yeah like basically wrote a book to like kind of capitalize on the moment and it is the worst book I've ever read. Wow. I read it like because of, for a podcast and, you know, I feel like I should because I'm, you know, in this shit and ooh, it was it was bad. Yeah. She like multiple times was like, everybody told us that me and Brittany were equally as talented. Oh, like my she, God. Like three or four times in the book, she says that. And you're just like, OK, yeah. <laughs> who says that, something like that? You say it to your therapist. Yeah. No, she like, she's kind of a tragic figure uh, in the whole thing. But um, yeah, she Brittany, I think, was pretty pissed about the book. So, yeah. Huh. And well, now you're back on stage. Yeah. Just trying to perform again and do stand up and be silly. Yeah, but also, you poke, what's it called? Poke a bear? Do I? Poke I don't know buttons. if I do. You, the, the title of your album? Are you oh, out of your oh. mind? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, my album, my stand-up album is called If I Did It. <laughs> do you know that? I mean, I, I know what I think it's regarding. <laughs> OJ? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, it's the, it's the same name as OJ's book that he wrote about... Uh, not murdering what he would do i actually haven't read it but i just like i don't know where i came up with that name but i thought it was i was just like this will be really funny if i name this this because if he sues me it'll be funny you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm just like i mean what's the worst he can do right no. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just was like i'm just gonna call this this and it's a fun like easter egg that i always have like a, any project i make i always like have a million things that are maybe just for me. You know what I mean? But even if like two people get it, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So have you always been subversive? I guess so. Is that, that's the word for it. <laughs> I'm just a nerd and I like to, you know. Well, you like fucking with people too, right? Yeah. Like of I was course. watching some of your stand up and there was a, a joke you were telling. I was on one of your Comedy Central uh, specials where you were talking about how you just like to lie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I just think that like, Right. I'm just like, if you're ever feeling bad about yourself, just, yeah, lie about what you who you are. Just go to Starbucks and yeah, Scrubs. Yeah, to scru- wear Scrubs to Starbucks. That's it. You're in. I, I'm a doctor. I save lives. You walk through the door with your hands up. <laughs> They're all bloody. And, yeah. I no, I, I mean, I, I'm 
actually like probably honest to a, a fault, but um, no, I I think it's fun to I I really like kind of being silly on stage, but also then like inserting it with a little like ooh gotcha, you know what I mean? Sometimes, yeah. so it's kind of a mix. But I also find myself evolving. Like my album is basically like my first decade of stand up and. I like look fondly upon those jokes, but I don't feel like they're much as much me anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. So now I'm kind of just like finding out, figuring out the next phase, which is honestly just being really silly. I don't even know. I don't even have points to anything. It's just like weird, silly shit, but. Well, wait, fun. did we do that show together where I caught a French fry in my mouth? And yes, then you that had was to amazing. Perform? I forget. It was us together. Talk about silly fucking shows. That was, that was so fun. Show. Yeah. You asked someone in the audience to throw a fry and he caught it in his mouth. It was. I was in the audience. A peak moment. And 80 of us all leapt out of our chairs and screamed like we were at a hockey game. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> but it was also at that moment where I was like, why am I writing every No, I know. <laughs> there's so much stuff. And I think there's like, there's very much like that kind of, there's a clown movement happening which is ridiculous but it's in LA where you know you can go to some theaters and take these classes that are basically just about like leaning into like the silliest thing that the audience really loves and doesn't necessarily mean it's it's usually not pre-planned it's just like being in the moment and connecting so I find that like a lot more I don't know yeah just thrilling I guess at some point are there any like areas you're excited about right now as for like your like right now I'm trying to take all of my like one liners and all of my mm-hmm. things that are just like not about me and like internalize them to say them from a place of like experience and making my set more about me. And I want you to know about this so that I have that vulnerability you're talking about. Right. So I'm like weirdly getting away from silliness right now because I'm trying to like tap into like feelings that I've never felt. Um, and so I'm really interested in like mining my own experiences for comedy for the first time because it's scary as shit right it is a scary area to do stand-up from but like are there any areas for you that you're like geeked about like putting a turkey on your head and being like mr bean or (laughs) you know i think mr bean right now is mostly it i mean i'm always into like exploring you know what stage i'm at in life like i feel like right right now i've been kind of working on this joke about how i'm at the dennis quaid randy quaid impasse where I need to like either get my shit together and have a nice life and be a nice man like Dennis Quaid or I need to just like f- say fuck it and go totally crazy. Like, <laughs> Full fucking crazy. <laughs> but like, yeah, so I feel like I'm always like wanting to evolve, but part of me is always pulling pulling me back from that. And so I like, yeah, I think that's fun to explore. Yeah. That's amazing. You know? Oh, that's great. What's but- that Robert Frost poem? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> two paths diverged. Yeah. <laughs> two quades. Yeah, two quades yeah, diverging. I love that. Um, <laughs> One has a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One has a blazer. Exactly. <laughs> Wowzers. Can we talk about your other podcast, Lady to Lady? Yeah. You've been doing it for so many episodes. How many episodes do you guys have now? Um, This is our 10th year. Whoa. And so we're about to hit, I think we're about to hit. 500 episodes in fall wow and you joined the exactly right network yes yeah so exactly right who my favorite murder it's their network basically um did that change the show at all when you moved over or it didn't change the show no we just like you know got more listeners because they you know we knew that they're like their fan base would probably like us they just had to hear about us you know so um, yeah, we've had a lot of people come over and be like, oh, I found you for my favorite murder and all that stuff. So, And the show is the three of you, you and Tess Barker and... Uh, and Brandy Posey. Like having a sleepover with a fun 
comedy guests. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's us, and it's usually us and a fourth lady, and we just kind of, you know, have fun, shoot the shit, and yeah, it's like brunch, sleepover, whatever. Like, we get, we go from, like, really dirty conversations to, like, idiotic, we're like... We were arguing the other on the other an episode recently about if Danny DeVito would shop at Costco, like because Tess was like adamant that he would not shop there, and so you know just like stupid conversations. It's um, such a good time. Yeah, it's really fun. I'm really proud of it. I can't believe I just can't believe we've been doing it this long. It's like wild, and we every hundredth um, episode we have French Stewart as our guest. <laughs> From Amazing. Third Rock from the Sun, who I used to be in love with. Whoa, what? In high school, I was freakishly obsessed with him. And it was like weird. And then later on, you know, we always make fun of that. And then Tess like knew someone who knew him. So we got to have him on the show. And he became like our buddy. And now he's like our mascot, basically. But um, I found this like, <laughs> my God, <laughs> I was at my parents' place like a few months ago. And I found like a box of like notes and stuff from you know when I was younger and I found a letter that I had written to him that got sent back like because I wrote it sent it to some management company that wasn't legit or I don't whatever and it is terrifying I was like this is the creepiest thing did you share it with him I I don't I think I need to send it to him I read it on the podcast but I need to read I think I'm gonna wait to the 500th and read it to him hell yeah um it is I was like, this is so weird. And then Is it like I, a psychotic teenage kind yeah, of Yeah, like, just like I'm a huge obsessed. fan. I'm obsessed. And I'm like, at first I didn't think you were cute. And then I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> God. Just like so weird and over the top. And I talk about how John Lithgow just came to Salt Lake to see a jazz game. And I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Oh my God. Uh, Awful. You grew up in Salt Lake. Yeah. What was that like? You know, it was interesting. I mean, I wasn't Mormon, so um, it was just like a weird, like, where'd you guys grow up? St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. Newfoundland, Canada. And did, what what was the vibe like, like, in your high school? Did people, like, party a lot, or was it? I was an all-girls Catholic high school, oh, so okay. not at all. Okay. Yeah, very straight-laced. I guess that's like, yeah, Nuns. you kind of have yeah. to. There wasn't I, I a partied secret, a lot. There wasn't a secret, like crew party there was but i kind of wasn't invited because i was like one of the kind of like downtown games arcade fucking punk skater weirdos <laughs> oh and I, I wasn't see. invited I gotcha. to the, like the cool girl right sleepover fucking you know yeah weird fun parties i right. didn't go to those i wasn't invited but you were smoking cigarettes with the cool skaters yeah i was like dropping acid under the you know pier yeah, that's way better <laughs> it does sound good yeah, yeah. um how about you? What about you? What was your uh, prom king, straight A's, really five point oh no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um. Uh. What What kind of a school was it? Yeah. Or I just mean. I I guess I'm saying this because in Salt Lake, like everyone was such a goody two shoes because it was mostly Mormon kids. So like there wasn't any like atmosphere of like partying or like anything. Which I a lot of people who I talk to, it's like the total opposite, you know, of their high school experience. And mine was like very very just like cheesy and you know i was a theater nerd and oh yeah. two theater nerds yeah oh yeah. yeah we can we can smell each other yeah <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah it was it was interesting to grow up there like because it was just so yeah like yeah i was just a theater kid and i feel like anywhere else i would have gotten bullied yeah but i think i, I feel like i would have been bullied like anywhere else just because i was a, such a nerd or something but because everybody there was just nerds it didn't happen so I think I got way more confidence than I would have maybe growing up somewhere else, you know? Yeah, like kind kind <laughs> nerds with no alcohol or <laughs> yeah, just weed in their lives, right? Yeah, exactly. Kind sober nerds. Right, kind yeah. sober nerds. And then 
I went to college and started partying and I'm, I think I'm just grateful I didn't, I did it like later and not when I was like 13 or something. You know what I mean? Did you go to college outside of Utah? No, I went to college there like right by <laughs> my home. Cause I was like, I don't know where the fuck to go. I studied film and then I got out of there and then I came out to LA. Because of the film. Yeah, I was just like, I want to work in production, and then I, I, I like had an inkling about comedy. You yeah. Know? Also, it's like weirdly close, so you know, it's 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 always odd the proximity of people who like move to LA who like are a state away, and it's such a no brainer to like give it a go here. Oh, totally. I think I like thought I was going to move to New York, and I can't remember. I feel like yeah, it just it's like it, this is so much closer. I should just come out here. It's easier to like go home with my tail between my legs if I need to. <laughs> is that ten years ago now? No, that's um, 15, I, I guess 14 years ago. Yeah. So when you can't, because you're an actor. I mean, so I mean, not really. I, I do a little bit, a bit, but not, you know. Okay. But you would consider yourself primarily a comedian. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I saw you on corporate. That's why I asked. Oh, yeah. So I was like, oh, shit. I mean, they, you know, it, it was cool when those guys got that show. They tried to like insert a, a ton of LA comics into it. So, mm-hmm. um, and I started with, with them. So they, through through me bone which was cool but i mean i don't yeah i don't i do some acting but not like you know and I'm so did you go like myself into it when you landed here is that when you started comedy was in los angeles yeah I, i'm like you know at the time ucb was like the still cool and it was like <laughs> the big thing to do so i just kind of like immediately started going and i was just telling my boyfriend this story because i was like i can't believe this happened i i started taking classes at ucb like literally a week into like living here and then I got this email that was like, oh, this company's looking for an, a paid intern, you know, and I applied for this job and it was at Gary Sanchez, which is Will Ferrell and Adam McKay's company. So I got this like fucking paid internship immediately. It was just working. And I was such a huge comedy nerd. So I was just like thrown into this thing all of a sudden where I was like seeing like people I was obsessed with all the time and not being cool about it. But um, <laughs> yeah, so so I did that. And then I started stand up like maybe eight months into living in LA. And once I did that, I was like, oh, there it is. Because improv like wasn't quite, you know, the thing. Was it just like slipping into a slipstream and then you just felt like you were off to the races? Kind yeah. Of? Like basically. the way you moved your body. I was like, oh, yeah, no, like I, you found I was, your place. Yeah, yeah, it was the right. It was like, the, it finally felt right. Yeah. That's so awesome. Never looked back. Is Will Ferrell cool? You know what's funny? I only met him like once because he was never in the office. He was so busy. Uh, so yeah. I was working there when he was making that weird, um, what was it? The remake of that like 70s TV show, The Land uh, Land of the Lost. Land of the Lost. That, it's like that no one I think saw, but it was like a huge production. So I think I like delivered some shit to him on set, but I never really like met him. Man. But Adam McKay was very nice. That's um, awesome. That's very cool. He's such a genius. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck, man? I know. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah, he was cool. So it was just like, I mean, I was not good at the job. <laughs> Who cares? That's not the point. The yeah. point is to be a great hang. And, like, and you meet, meet all the right people. people. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. true. It I, feels yeah. like you meet the right people and then you just keep on your... Yeah, on yeah. I feel like I feel like I've spread my tentacles in many different directions and a few things have stuck. So that's good. Yeah. Can we yeah, talk yeah. about food? Yeah. Let's do it. And weed. And weed. Yeah, food, weed. Oh, weed, shit. Food. What is our podcast? Uh, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think about both? Um, I love one, and the other one is like my bastard ex boyfriend, <laughs> which is we. It would be weird if food was like my bastard ex boyfriend. Um, <laughs> no, I I used to be a fucking stoner, and yeah, I don't I don't really do it anymore because it turned on me at some point. But I'm like I'm slowly getting back in, which is kind of fun, mm-hmm. you know. When you say turned on you, you mean 
like the weed that you were used to consuming all of a sudden just didn't work for you or? No, I mean like I started getting really bad um, emotional reactions. Interesting. To no matter what kind of weed I was having, it was just like I would get overwhelmed with thinking about all the terrible things that I didn't, that I was scared of happening. Mm -hmm. Sounds like it's not for you. Yeah, I mean, I I do I do it sometimes now, but nowhere near the rate when I was like inviting people over to watch public television at my house and smoke weed in the middle of the day, which I miss those days. You know? Was it like antique roadshow or something like no, that? No, it well when I first moved to LA, like they don't have public access anymore, but it was just random shows that were on public access TV here that were so funny and like where a lot of Tim and Eric found a lot of their like people that they end up casting and just weird green screens full of people and like one time we. Were, had a guy over and there was one show it was just like a woman surrounded by like different dildos and I, she wasn't even like really doing anything she was just talking but we were like what is happening why is this also just on public, public access, access. Yeah. yeah it was like a free-for-all but any i just yeah i would spend a lot of day just getting really high and being like come over and watch this to <laughs> various people so i do miss i miss that shit but mm -hmm. yeah i man dry june mike i know you're doing it yeah it's How's good it going uh, way better than I thought because exercise feels amazing mm. and it'd been a fucking minute since I like moved my body every day. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's real. Like, like going and hiking and then eating more vegetables than I ever thought was possible <laughs> seems to work. You know? That's great. Yeah. It's cool. Um, but then when it gets to be like 2 a.m. and I'm not tired, we were talking on the last episode about it, like all this sugar ice cream sandwiches from Trader Joe's, oh, yeah. Ben and Jerry's. Yo, there's some good flavors out there and they are important to me right now. <laughs> yeah, they have topped versions now that are just basically like an inch of magic shell before you crack into oh the actual God, core. Oh my God, Jesus. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, are you a sweet or a savory? I mean both, but I love sweets, yeah. Same. I just found like a Tootsie Pop in my bag earlier oh, yes. which is like not even that good but it was like a very exciting discovery i was like yeah <laughs> afternoon treat um yeah but i think like i can go hard on sweets more than say i don't they're i mean what they're both great yeah but okay can i ask you if you had your ideal watch a movie situation okay know what i mean yeah and it it it, it can be in the theater or it can be at your home where it's just you and maybe your boyfriend or just you alone. Like, what is your snack meal food situation for a great movie where you're treating yourself? I mean, of course, like a big bowl of buttery popcorn. Mm. I can self, I'll make it myself probably if I want it, like, to really go for it. 100%. Um, Especially because you can fill that whole pan up and it actually oh, is yeah. like a lot of popcorn. It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and then, like, Probably like a Dr. Pepper and... <laughs> I don't think anyone has ever said that on this podcast. A Dr. Pepper. I'm thinking about Subversive. Dr. Pepper. And then I don't know, like, yeah, definitely a tub of like Ben and Jerry's, um, probably mint chocolate ice cream wow. or mint chocolate cookie. Sorry. Wait, is that like a Girl Scout situation? It's... It's the basically it's like mint Oreos and they have full cookies in there. So they're big, soft. It's like cookies and cream with mint and it's insane. Oh, fuck. Fuck yeah. yeah. I'm going to try that tonight. I've yeah. not had it. Oh, it's very good. Oh, shit. Ooh. And yeah. honestly, I not enough people talk about it, but when a mint chip melts, I think it's the best melt ice cream. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, well, that, this one's a little bit different because it doesn't have the chips in it. It's like, it's like the cookies and cream, like 
thing. So it's softer than the chip is or whatever. It's so and man, cookie it's chunks. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's insane. It's very good. So I think that, yeah, and maybe then I guess and then some kind of like other savory thing like um there's uh have you guys had dots pretzels no no this is like pretzel i randomly had this pretzel brand that's like insanely good that i just if you see them anywhere get them dots dots got it especially the honey mustard one so probably a bag of those is there a utah specialty that you crave or miss that you grew up with (laughs) god God. yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) uh the lord um You know what's funny is like, oh my god, the the foods that Utah's famous for are so boring. Green Jello, okay, huh? Funeral potatoes, which is like scalloped potatoes with um, cornflakes baked on top. That sounds delicious. They're very good, like a casserole. And do, does it have to be a funeral to make them? No, you can do them for anything. For someone going so you on their bring mission, them, like a child's birthday party, you could yeah. bring funeral potatoes. Oh yeah, nice. Okay. <laughs> Any occasion, birthday, yeah, change change what they're called. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, there's a few like restaurants and stuff I crave, but no, no like signature dish or anything, you know. Do you want to let everyone know where they can listen to Lady to Lady and everything else? Yeah, uh, Lady to Lady is, you know, on any of your podcast spots. Um, we come out every Wednesday and it's a good time. And uh, yeah, l- check out Toxic, the Britney Spears story. We won two Webbies, no big deal. Um, Adam Scott also won a Webby, so I call him our peer now. Uh, <laughs> my dear friend. My dear. <laughs> my dear. My colleague. Yeah, colleague, Adam Scott. Um, but yeah, I'm really proud of that. It was like the most I've ever worked on anything in my life. So if you want like more behind the story of how we fell into the Britney thing and the whole story just behind our conservatorships and conservatorships, the larger picture of them, because they affect a lot of people, um, listen to that. And uh, yeah, you can get my album if I did it not on Spotify because they suck dick, but um, you can find it, you know, just go to my Twitter and I have the link. Nice. At Um, Babs Gray? Yes, Babs Gray. At Babs Gray. With an A, not an E. Yes, all A's. I was just spelling Babs in my head with an E and I was like, Babs? Babs Gray. (laughs) Babs Gray. That's my like alter ego. Yeah, when you stir the pot too much. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. This has been so great. Thank you so much for hanging with us. Um, Thank you. Yeah, everyone check us out on IG at Weed and Grub. Email us at WG at Weed and Grub dot com. Um, check, get that mint cookies and cream ice cream, please. Hell yeah. Treat yourself. And check out these two on any date that they're performing anywhere near you. Both of you are doing like fucking stand up in real life and what a joy it is to see uh, funny people like in the flesh again. So I'm looking forward oh, to seeing yeah, your I have, shows. What I is your next a, show? Um, I have a, a monthly show at the airliner in LA on the second Thursday of every month. So come check that out. It's a good time. Nice. The airliner is a great stage and a great place to watch comedy. So it, definitely go to that. Yeah, show. it's a really good spot. High gear comedy. There it is. Sweet. Yeah? Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye.